Shabbos, this week's Parshas, Parshas Bamidbar, and I heard this from Rabbi Leibowitz on YU Torah. We're going to ask three simple questions, and then we're going to answer it with a yesod, and then go back and answer those three questions. So let's start with asking three questions. There's a medrash at the beginning of this week's Parsha. Hashem tells Moshe to count the Jewish people. For the Levium, he's told to even count the children. Now, to count children, you have to go to the tents of the children. So the medrash tells us that Moshe kind of argued with Hashem a little bit. And he said, Hashem, how am I going to go count the babies who are nursing from their mothers and go count those babies? It's going to be highly inappropriate. It's going to be a violation of the women's privacy. And it's going to be a total lack of tzniyas. And so Hashem says, don't worry about it. Just go do it. And he stands outside the tent. And there's a baskel that comes out and announces how many children there are in that tent. Now, who is Moshe to start questioning Hashem? It's a really interesting medrash. You're like, wow, that's a really cool story of Moshe questioning Hashem. When you think about it, you're like, what is Moshe doing? You can't question Hashem. Hashem told you to count the babies. Go count the babies. It's not your prerogative to start worrying about whether or not it's tznius or not. Hashem's the one who decides whether something's tsanua or not. Hashem told you to go do something. Go do it and don't question the order. What is Moshe Rabbeinu doing by questioning these orders? Very bizarre. Question number two. At the beginning of the Nitziv Sefer Haimech Davar, the Nitziv writes that Bereshis, Sefer Bereshis, is also called Sefer Hayashar. He explains why it's called Sefer Hayashar by quoting a medrash in regards to Bilam. Bilam Harasha, who had Dvar Hashem, who had Nivuah from Hashem, was jealous of the Avos, who were Yashar. Now, very simple question. What is Bilam talking about here? What is the Medrash telling us? Bilam was jealous of the Avos who were Yashar. What is going on here? What quality is Yashar? What is Yashras? And why did the Avos possess that Yashras? Question number three. We refer to Shavuos as Zman Matan Torah Senu. Now, the question arises, why is it not called Yom Matan Torah Senu? Why is it called Zman? Now, it's quoted by the Magen Avram, this question, and he answers and he says, well, there's a machlokas in the Gemara. When Shavuos really is. Is Shavuos on the 6th of Sivan or the 7th of Sivan? According to all opinions, the Torah should have been given on the 6th of Sivan. Yet, according to one opinion, Tachlis, the Torah was actually only given on the 7th of Sivan, even though it should have been given on the 6th of Sivan. Now, why is that? Because Moshe decided that the Jews weren't ready yet, so he waited a day. He waited a day, and gave the Torah then on the 7th of Sivan. Now, a very simple question on this. Moshe Rabbeinu postponed the day the Torah was supposed to be given? Now, I know we're ranking on Moshe a little bit in this Dvar Torah, but what's Moshe doing here? I mean, Hashem told you to give on the 6th, and now you're going to postpone a day? That doesn't seem right. It doesn't seem okay. What is Moshe Rabbeinu doing by postponing a day? And why are we celebrating the fact that Moshe postpones a day by celebrating the fact that this is Shavuos, this is Zman Matan Torah not Yom Matan Torah Obviously, Zman implying that there could have been multiple days in which the Torah was given, yet we decided on the seventh because of Moshe Rabbeinu over Hashem in a certain sense. Let's repeat these three questions one more time. Question number one, Moshe questioned Hashem in regards to counting the children outside of the mother's tent because of Tzniyah's purposes. Why is Moshe questioning Hashem? Question number two, Bilam calls the Avos Yashar. What is Yashras? And what quality is this Yashras that the Avos 
had. Question number three, Shavuos is called Zman Matan Torasenu, not Yom Matan Torasenu, due to the fact that Moshe postponed the giving of the Torah one day. Why did Moshe decide to postpone the Torah one day? And who is Moshe to even do such a thing? To answer these questions, we need a few Gemaras to help us out. The Gemara in Chagiga, on Daf Dalaramabez, quotes the story of Shaul HaMelech summoning Shmuel HaNavi, who was dead at that point, and Shmuel HaNavi ends up getting extremely mad at Shaul for summoning him. And the Gemara quotes, Shmuel HaNavi was scared that he was being summoned to Bezdin in Shemayim, and he was scared that maybe Hashem would paskin against him, and Hashem would say, you know, you're a Russia, Shmuel. And so Shmuel HaNavi says, I brought Moshe with me to testify that I did the right things in my lifetime. What's going on in this story? Shmuel Hanavi is worried about going in front of Hashem? Shmuel Hanavi was one of the greatest tzaddikim to ever live. Why is Shmuel Hanavi scared? Shmuel Hanavi knew that he did the right things in his lifetime, or at least he tried to do the right things. He knew that his heart was in the right place, but he wasn't sure that he actually, Tachlis, did the right things. So he summons Moshe Rabbeinu to come with him to show Moshe Rabbeinu to say, ah, Shmuel, you had your heart in the right place, but not only did you have your heart in the right place, but you actually also did the right things. Many times people have their heart in the right places, but they're doing the wrong actions. This is clearly seen with many, many extremist groups who think they're doing something. They think that they're the hero when in reality, they're really the villain. Shmuel Hanavi may have been worried. Maybe I'm one of these villains. I think I'm a hero, but maybe I'm a villain. So he summons Moshe Rabbeinu to testify for him. Another story brought down in another Gemara is about Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai. When he was on his deathbed, he was worried about the fact that he might go to Gehenim. Seriously, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai? You're Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai. You're one of the greatest tzaddikim to ever live. Why are you worried you're going to go to Gehenim? And the obvious answer is also by Shmuel. He knew his heart was in the right place, but maybe he was just one of these carried away extremists who thought his heart was in the right place, but maybe his actions were just completely not on track. In other words, these Gedolim, Shmuel Hanavi and Rabban Yochanan ben Zakkai, were worried about the fact that they may have been executing Devar Hashem, but they weren't executing Ratzon Hashem. That's the Yisod to answer these three questions. Ratzon Hashem. Moshe Rabbeinu possessed the highest level of Ratzon Hashem, and that's why Shmuel Hanavi summons Moshe Rabbeinu to testify on his behalf. Now, how do we see that? Moshe Rabbeinu had a Ratzon Hashem. He knew the Ratzon Hashem. He knew what Hashem wanted. That's why he's able to question Hashem and say, Hashem, that's not so tznius. There's a lack of privacy, maybe. How is he able to question Hashem in that? That's because Moshe Rabbeinu knew Hashem, and he knew Hashem may have been saying a Dvar Hashem. There are many Dvar Hashems that Hashem says, but sometimes things can't just be read in a book. And Moshe Rabbeinu knew that. He knew, you know what, Hashem's telling me something, but maybe I need to read behind the lines a little bit. And that's what Moshe Rabbeinu is doing. He had a very high level of Ratzon Hashem. Bilam says that the Avos had Yashras, and he lacks Yashras, and he's jealous of that fact. Bilam had complete Dvar Hashem. He was a very powerful Navi. According to some, he was almost as powerful as Moshe Rabbeinu. Yet he was a Russia, Bilam HaRasha. How many people do you know that have Russia right after their name? I don't know too many. His name is Bilam HaRasha. Why is his name Bilam HaRasha? Because he had Dvar Hashem, but he completely lacked on Ratzon Hashem. He had no intuition for what Hashem really wanted. He had the book, but he didn't know how to read the book and read between the lines. He was jealous of the fact that the Avos, who were Yashar, 
were able to read between the lines completely, to the point where the Gemara in Yuma and Daf says that all three Avos kept Kol Torah Kula, to the point where Avram Avinu even kept the Darabanans. Now, I don't know if Avram Avinu actually kept the Darabanans. I don't know if Avram Avinu actually kept Erev Tafshilin, but I believe the Gemara is telling us something fascinating here. I believe that the Gemara on in Yuma is telling us the Avos knew how to read between the lines. They didn't have the Torah. They didn't even have any Dvar Hashem at that point. And if they did, it was very minimal. Yet they knew how to keep Kol Torah Kula, why? Because they were able to read between the lines. I believe the Gemara is just telling us the Avos were superior at reading between the lines. They knew what Ratzon Hashem was. They had an unbelievable relationship, unbelievably close relationship with Hashem. They didn't need the book. They just knew him. The last question was, we refer to Shavuos as Zman Matan Torah Senu, not Yom Matan Torah Senu, because Moshe changed the dates. What is Shavuos all about? Shavuos is the change of our relationship to Hashem. During Pesach, we got engaged to Hashem. But now, we're putting the ring on. Now, it's Hariat Mikudash Hashem is telling us. Now, you're going to have the Torah. Now, you're married to me. We did the Erisin. Now, we're going to do the Nisuin. The status change in the relationship between us and Hashem shows a difference in relationship. Two people who are engaged are not able to read between the lines. Communication is vital and it has to be completely open. When a girl and a guy don't really know each other that well, the girl can't just walk in on a date looking pretty upset and the guy to just read between the lines. He's not able to read between the lines yet. He doesn't know her well enough. He's not in tune with her feelings. He's not in tune with who she is. Yet in marriages, she won't express herself nearly as much. You could just see it on her face. Something happened today. Someone upset her. And you could read between the lines at that point once you have a much deeper, more fundamental relationship. We celebrate the fact that we have a deep relationship with Hashem on Shavuos. That that relationship, that status change from Arison to Nisuin. We are now married to Hashem. We're able to read between the lines. We have ruts on Hashem. And that's why it's called Zman Matan Torah Senu. Moshe changed the date. He changed it one day later. Why did he change it one day later? Because he knew that what was Ratzon Hashem. Hashem told us to do on the 6th of Sivan. But maybe there's something, something lacking in the Jewish people that he saw. And he knew Hashem saw it too. But it was Ratzon Hashem. It almost seems like it's a stira. But sometimes that's how it is. Sometimes there's a Dvar Hashem that's completely contradictory sometimes to the Ratzon Hashem. But it's not really a contradiction once you actually have a feeling for that Ratzon Hashem. And that's what Moshe Rabbeinu had. He had a deep feeling for Ratzon Hashem, the closest relationship you could get with him. And that's why we celebrate Shavuos as Zman Matan Torah Seinu. And that is Ratzon Hashem. Have a great Shabbos.